Hey there, this is Therese Skelly, and I am so excited that you are going to be listening to an episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. Do you like those two words? Fiercely Brilliant. My hypothesis is that you are here for a reason. We all are. Our souls have led us on journeys that have very often taken some twists and turns, and sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes there's struggle, and there's loss, and there's challenge, and in the middle of that, there's always the way out. And it's those times that often lead us into our great life and work. So you're going to hear stories in these episodes of myself and other beautiful people that share the journey. They share how they got to the place where they're standing, working in their brilliance and being the powerful leaders that they are. So stay tuned and enjoy this episode. Hey, this is Therese Skelly, and it's another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. And today, we're going to be talking about the unfolding journey. I know that sounds kind of yummy and esoteric, but we're going to ground it. And the guest I have today, you're going to really, I, I have a man. Well, I have a man in my own life, but I have a male guest, which is delightful. And I also have a male dog that is snagging <laughs> me in this moment. Um, and so, you know, it's, we don't have as many men that come on the show. Not that I have anything, you know, if, if you're a man, and you want to be a guest, hit me up. But I love that men come in, share their stories of unfolding and their journeys. And so I'm really excited have Mark Semple with us. So Mark, welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, Therese. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to reconnect with you. It is, it is. So tell us what you do today and what you love about it. Um, I'm a conscious life and relationship coach, and my passion is supporting people and achieving the most fulfilling lives and relationships from wherever they are right now and transitioning to where they want to be in a way that is fulfilling and empowering for them. Nice. I just thought, you know, I've known Mark for years. And when I'm like, a man talking about relationships, what? <laughs> I just thought that was a really cool thing, right? But I know you didn't start out here. Like years ago, you were doing many different things. So, so why don't you sort of share the journey, how you got from a very left brain analytical career to here? I'd absolutely love to. Uh, I am a recovering IT guy. I've actually been in the IT profession for about uh, 40 years, believe it or not. Wow. And, and uh, I absolutely loved my routines, my programming, my processes, you know, the logic, the definition of everything. Yeah. And it totally made sense to me. I could relate to it. I could understand it. I can make amazing things happen with it. And around 1991, I had a bit of an epiphany when uh, the company went through a downsizing, they cut out half the staff and they took yours truly out of his little cubicle and his uh, coding heaven. And they had me start spending time with the people on the floor. So uh, I, got to, I got to interact with the people that actually used the program that I created. And I started to realize it doesn't matter how good I thought what I created was, if it doesn't work for them and solve their problem, it's meaningless. So my passion actually shifted then from software and processes and programs to actually people and how can I actually support them wow. in achieving more of what they want in a way that's fulfilling for them. Mm -hmm. So I, I was married at the time and uh, around 2002, uh, my wife at the time got into direct selling and introduced me to a lot of these great speakers that are out there, mm -hmm. you know, the Jack Canfield, yeah, Wayne Dyers, yeah. Therese Skelly's, 
and all of the amazing people. <laughs> and uh, it just opened up my mind. I mean, well, opened up is an understatement. It blew my mind. <laughs> it totally shifted me out of this, you know, cold, rigid, dystopian world that I lived in in the uh, IT world and opened me up to all of these possibilities. And I'd already been on a little bit of a spiritual path. And this thing just really opened it up to a whole new dimension for me. Mm-hmm. And the more I studied, the more you know, I evolved, the more I opened up. And uh, I recognized an opportunity, again, supporting my, my ex in her business. I saw that a lot of women didn't have supportive partners. And that really intrigued me. Why? You know, yeah. Why would a man not want to be a part of you know, what his lady's got going on? Right, right. So... So I attempted to try and reach out to the men and start writing some stuff to inspire them, but they didn't really get the message. You know, first off, they didn't know there was a problem, and second, they didn't realize that they were it. So I shifted my focus. <laughs> okay, hold instead. on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. We just gotta slow this down. <laughs> sure, absolutely. <laughs> wow. Well, well, you know, I used to be a, a therapist, and that would happen all the time. The women would bring the husband, drag the husbands in, and they're going, "What?" And she's like, "I've been telling you this for ten years, right?" But I love that you allowed yourself to, to I, I, well, number one, you said recovering IT guy. That's kind of funny. But how was it, Mark? And I do want to get to how, how you, you know, get, 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 got working with the men and the relationships, but how did you go? Because there's a certainty, like in IT, there's, there's structure, like you said, and logic, and it's easy in some ways because there are rules. How did you open up to, because the transformational work relationships are freaking messy. Couples are messy, <laughs> right? right? And so how did, because it, was, it wasn't just, oh, I'm just pivoting a career. Who you had to be changed, right? So talk about that journey because there might be other recovering analytical IT kind of thinkers on the call. Oh, absolutely. And I think a lot of it really, um, it comes down to what your conditioning is. Mm. And when you start doing a certain profession and you get caught up in it and you're in those dynamics and those energies, your thought process, your way of being actually aligns with that rigidity. Right. It's not that anything's bad. It's just, you know, that's the, the water that you're swimming in. That's so really it really helps. It. Yeah. Thank you. So it really helps if you align with it and you know, embrace it so that, you know, you have like the, the least resistance and, like I said, for a very long time, I thrived in it, or I thought I did. You know, I really enjoyed what I was doing. Mm-hmm. But once I started realizing more of the people dynamic and some of the spiritual mm-hmm. concepts, then it really opened it up to this whole new dimension. And it's like, you know, physics and quantum physics, mm-hmm. you know, they're related, but they're completely different dimensions. And I just became very, very intrigued with you know, the human dynamic and the mind and the motivation. And I really needed to let go of a lot of the concepts that I've learned. And, and actually, that's a foundational concept of mine in order to grow. Well, I needed to become willing to release anything I had ever thought, known, felt, or believed in order to be able to really move forward. Now, that doesn't mean I had to get rid of it. It just right. means I needed be to be willing, willing to release. Okay. As you said that, I just had like goosebumps all over because who the hell is signing up for that? Like really, <laughs> like if you say hi, in order to change, you have to like take off your clothes and run around the room naked. It's like that scary, right? <laughs> and so did you ever get pushback? Did any family or friends go, 
dude, what is like, you're just turning crazy here. Like, did you ever deal with other people's opinions of your transformation? Um, early on, yes. Okay. Uh, a lot of the friends that I had at the time and some of my family initially thought that I had joined a cult. <laughs> you know, that, and, uh, you know, they thought they would have to do an intervention to get yes, to me before yes. I drank the Kool-Aid and all that right. fun stuff. Yeah. But over time, though, they realized that I wasn't really being wacky. I was being sincere. Mm -hmm. And they got to realize that I am still the same person at heart. It's just not the person that they got used to knowing right. and seeing on a regular basis. Right. So it took a little while for their perceptions and their comfort zones to shift a little bit as well. Now, that doesn't mean they're all totally on board with what I do. You know, a lot of them still think it's woo-woo, yeah. but they just, you know, don't see it as a problem anymore. They just know it's me. They know right. I'm happy and they right. basically leave me alone. You know, I wonder if, I wonder if women are more tied into caring about other people's opinions. Cause I think a lot of women that I've worked with, like want to <laughs> change, but there's family partners, you know what I mean? And so, cause I didn't hear that you, I didn't hear that that stopped you. I heard you just like, okay, whatever I'm doing it. And I, and what would you say to a woman who wants to change, like to get back to your, you have to be willing. Like, what would you say to a person that's like, but what if I lose people? What if, what if they don't like what I'm doing? What advice would you give? Well, first off, I have to say that I think women are superior to men <laughs> uh, emotionally, energetically, <laughs> and they have abilities that men can't even think of. But on the flip side, because of that same power, I think women have been subjugated through the centuries because a lot of the patriarch is, um, you know, they are, they're scared of what a powerful woman can do. Yeah. So that's why I think women have been conditioned to these lesser roles in, you know, the majority of uh, the typical mindset. And I'm trying to pick my words here because I do not subscribe to this. You know, it's, uh, you know, women are not a commodity. I don't do yeah. stereotypes. You know, it's like... There is no predefined role in relationships. Mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's whatever she wants to do. Mm -hmm. So I think really the struggle is going to be in claiming herself and breaking her connection or her concern over what other people may think about it. But if she's really committed to her path and living her purpose, then everything's going to unfold perfectly for That's her. Awesome. And That's awesome. Well, one of my beliefs, too, is about doing the right thing. You know, if you're doing what you truly believe is the right thing for you, then the right thing is just that. And it has to be right for all parties involved, even if they don't like it. Mm -hmm. mm. I really appreciate that. And I, I, I'm in agreement with you that if you have a strong enough why, you can sustain all the blow, blowout, right? If, if you're so in tune with what your soul has or what, what's your life purpose, doesn't like talk to the hand <laughs> in case my bent oh. fingers there, right? Talk to the hand, right? doesn't matter. And so let's get back to, okay. So I want to jump back to your story where you were noticing like, why are these men not helping women? Why, why would they not want to support their wives? And so you tried to get them in and then what happened? <laughs> well, a lot of them really didn't seem to register with that. I mean, I, <laughs> when something is important to the most important person in my life, then it's important to me, regardless of whether or not I actually understand it, okay? And I don't need to understand it to be able to just be, like, supportive or mm -hmm. encouraging or mm -hmm. whatever. 
But for a, you know, a partner to basically say, you know, I don't want anything to do with it. That's stupid, oh, etc. Yeah. You, know, you know, nobody actually needs that. I mean, no woman actually needs a man in order to be successful. Right. But when the person who should be your biggest cheerleader is being your biggest critic, it doesn't really do too much. Now, if you think this person also wants to have an intimate relationship with you as well, or if you just got done stomping all over your dreams <laughs> and passion and so on, how do you think that's going to work out? Yeah, yeah. I could get really graphic here, but I will not. <laughs> I usually am. It's explicit here. Anyway, you're right. You're right. And so, and I think sadly, women tolerate that, right? And so, how do you, and, and I want to finish on your journey, but I keep having all these questions, right? If okay. a woman is in a situation whereby their beloved might be good in some areas, but might be dismissive or disrespecting or not honoring in other areas, what would you tell them? My main strategy is to always focus on the good. Okay. You know, keep your attention on what is working. Okay. Keep pouring as much attention as you can into that. And the stuff that's not working, there are boundaries, of course. Like if something is becoming too negative or bordering on abuse, then obviously you don't accept that, you don't tolerate it. Because right. you are entitled to be happy and to be fulfilled in your relationship. So having strong boundaries is very, very important for you. Mm. Uh, if you haven't had them in the past, uh, defining them and implementing them will be a little bit of an opportunity because you probably get a little bit of pushback on that. Yeah. But you, know, you deserve the best and you deserve yeah. to be treated in the highest way, especially by the person that you're sharing a life and a bed with. And, you know, if they're not willing to do that, then you know, she's going to have to decide what she wants to do. Right. So, so, so you ended up having a business with, with intimacy and relationships. So the title of this episode is called the unfolding journey. So talk about that. How, how does, trusting the unfoldment of things like just talk about that because i think in your life it's a beautiful example but in a relationship it's, it's also really relevant unfolding journey has been a theme of my life for quite a long time probably about 20 or so years and as i was doing my work and my spirituality and processing and finding my own identity it really dawned on me that life always just seemed to unfold Okay, it's like, you know, you can have a beautiful project plan, but, you know, there's always something that's going to be unforeseen, something that didn't go according to plan, some problems, some emergencies, etc. Now, the more centered you are and just being in the moment, focusing on this step that you're on right now, and just letting whatever happens next happen, the less impacted you're going to be if something potentially adverse happens. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it, it, whatever it is, it just is. But if you're very committed to A happening and B <laughs> happens, then it's going to disturb you emotionally. Mm -hmm. Now, but an unfolding journey, it doesn't mean you don't have any intentions or directions. You do have some idea of where you want to go in your life, like what direction you want to take. You're just not committed to how it comes about. Mm. And as things do unfold, your intention and your direction could change as well. And a, a perfect analogy for this for me is like you're driving your car. So you're in your car and say you're going from Chicago to Miami. Well, wherever you are on the highway is the part where your attention must be. You know you're going to Miami. 
but you're focused on where you're at, where you're heading to next, mm-hmm. and something could happen. Your car could get a flat tire. There could be a bridge out. You have to take a detour. So your journey is going to change. Your mm-hmm. destination doesn't necessarily change unless it was a really severe happening. But the point is that if you can just simply be in the moment in a car, you have to because if yeah, you get right, attention right, right. anywhere else, you're mm-hmm. going to have a major problem. Right. And you're going to get to that next step, that next step, that next step. Mm. And ultimately, you're going to get to your destination. Now, if you're not really enjoying the ride, does the destination matter? Such a good question. Such a good question. So, you know, for me, I'm hearing a lot of surrender. Okay. Is, well, is that what you would call it? I know you use the term spirituality, but you have to like be open to the unexpected, be open to surprises, to be open to gifts, be open to the shit. <laughs> and then you have to surrender <laughs> when it all gets there. So how do, you, how do you work with this kind of stuff in relationships? Well, a relationship is really the ultimate unfolding <laughs> journey because you know, we know personally our own energy can shift uh, minute by minute, hour by hour, day by yeah. day. Yeah. And so can your partners. So, and, you know, so you've got two fluctuating sets of energy and attitudes, et cetera, and who knows what space anybody's going to be in at any point in time. And when you come together, I mean, it could be uplifting, it could be not quite so, yet, you know, they are still who they are. You love them very much. And if you go into things without any attachment and you just understand that whatever space they're in is just it, and it's like, you know, with the weather, there could be a storm happening, but in an hour, the sun's going to be out. So you get upset with them because, you know, they're in a storm or do you just, you know, give them love, give them some space and just wait for the sun to pop back out again. So you're, this is, this is the after part of the book. Um, the before part of the book that I like, because from my own experience being in relationships and having trauma, when you have a trauma response happening, if your partner is in a storm, you're not going to be able to say, oh, gosh, well, I still love them. They're just having a little moment. You're going to go, oh, my God, I can't believe it. You know what I mean? And so, so I, I do a lot of work with trauma because it, it hijacks your brain and you have an automatic response. Are, are you following me with that? Because you gave such a beautiful description. I'm like, yeah, I wasn't able to do that for years. <laughs> Oh, I didn't say like, it was easy. what you're doing what and I would all freak out and and now like because I've been with somebody for three years now I'll be like oh I know you oh that's right yeah, you know what I mean now I can soothe myself now I can just let it wait but in the beginning oh my god any shift in energy I would feel abandoned I would feel like cat- catastrophic shit's happening and so it's really rocky if you don't understand your automatic responses and or your trauma that, that informs a lot. So let's talk about that. Most important person in your relationship is yourself. Um, and you will react to things the way that you're conditioned to. Yeah. So if you have had any trauma, you have had any old stuff, so there's any unsettled energy within you, then that's what's going to get triggered by anything that is adverse going on in your partner. Yeah, my personal spiritual journey, and I'll be transparent with you guys, um, I used to drink a lot and I quit in like 91 mm. and I decided after that, that I wanted to have peace in my life, no matter what. So I really spent a lot of time practicing being peaceful and mm. the more connected you are to your center, the easier it is to stay there 
or if you do get bumped out, to come back to it. So if you can condition yourself just to be in your preferred state, then you are able to show up as that and you'll have a better chance of maintaining that when your partner is not having a good day. Now, if they are attacking you, like verbally or screaming at you, that's, that's not too pleasant. That's a different animal. But still, it is all about them. You know, if you read the four agreements about don't take anything personally, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they can be screaming their lungs out and swearing at you, but it's really absolutely nothing to do about you. And not responding to that does take an extreme amount of like self-control and self-practice, et cetera. And I'm not sitting here saying that you know, everybody who just flips a switch and do that overnight. Mm-hmm. But the more that you honor yourself and take care of yourself, and like you said about your trauma responses, you're aware of mm-hmm. how you respond and what mm-hmm. triggers you, right. the more work you can do to get that out of the way. Right. And you know, not add fuel to the fire and create a bigger problem out of uh, what could have been like a relatively minor, <laughs> yeah, what could have yeah. been relatively minor. Yeah. So for me, boyfriend would do something and my inner child would go nuts and, and in the beginning respond, right? And then boyfriend's inner child would go nuts, <laughs> oh. shut the whole thing. It was just a cluster. It was horrible. And then it got to the point of where I could like hear the little child, hear the wounding, hear the but, but, and I'd be like, Shh, I hear you. Don't act. It's okay. I gotcha. I, 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 I. And I would even say to boyfriend, you know, like, wow. Whew, I'm kind of triggered now instead of you shouldn't do that. You know, instead of like going out, I would be like, I'm a, I'm a little triggered right now. And now it's like, it's all good. So I'm just showing you this because there are ways to get to the point where Mark is speaking about of just returning to your center. So that's the essence of the work that you and I do. Yeah. You know, we coach, we heal, we help people yeah. manage their energy. Mm-hmm. We help them dissolve the stuff that they could have within them from childhood. You know, ever notice like something could happen, somebody will say something to you. And what it brings up is something that happened when you were 15. Yeah. And why carry all that stuff around? Uh, The the energy healing and clearing work that I do, it can help you dissolve that and release Mm. it. And I call that defusing the bomb. So imagine, (laughs) you know, you have a thousand. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You have a thousand pound bomb full of explosives and there's a detonator. Where you take all the explosives out, the detonator's still there, and that's your trigger. And it gets pushed, and it just goes click. And that's it. You know, click, click, click. There's nothing to ignite. There's nothing to detonate. And the people who love pushing your buttons are going to get very fed up because <laughs> there's no reaction from you anymore. Damn it. Okay, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna out you here. I am. And um, so when we talked, because Mark and I had a conversation before we hear this episode, and he talked about his his current wife. And he said, and you told me the story of how they start out as friends and now they're married. And he said, some days I have to pinch myself or ask, I ask her to pinch me, right? What did you say? Because it's so, so, <laughs> oh my God, as a, as a woman, I'm like, oh, sweet Jesus, there, there are men that think this way. So say that. Sometimes when I am sitting next to my wife and I look at her, uh, I can't believe that it's really little old me sitting here next to this phenomenal woman. And I will ask her to pitch me just to help me realize that it is actually me sitting here with this goddess. Oh my gosh. Okay. Women, like we're all crying right now. All the, and all the women that are like, there's no good men around. You know what? That's bullshit. And so Mark, let me just ask you, I'm assuming, cause you were married before. 
did you grow into this man that can have this huge capacity to honor a woman this way? Is this, is this, cause this is not, y'all aren't made this way. And I'm not, I'm not male bashing, but the depth of the love and the commitment and for you to say that, like, how did you get there? Cause that is a journey. It was commitment to my own inner work okay. and, you know, just again, completely willing to release anything and everything mm. and just really being open to evolving into who I really am. Like say shifting off 40 years worth of corporate conditioning and, right. you know, the typical stereotypical stuff that, you know, men are ingrained with, you know, like we're not supposed to have feelings and emotions and just really connecting with you know, my own heart. Like um, for a long time when I was growing up, I did identify more with women than I did male energy. And um, I have no idea why that actually happened. It's just how my journey unfolded. And, but now, you know, obviously I need to have a healthy masculine balance in order to be able to show up fully as me. So I have to give some credit to my current wife too. And actually my only wife, my uh, last wife, it's, um, she gives me full capacity to be myself mm. and, and she empowers me and, and I do the same for her. Yeah. You know, when we got together, I told her the only expectation I have is that she do whatever feels right for her. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And she wants the same thing for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we, we give ourselves the freedom to be who we both truly are. And then when we do come together, you know, it's with open hearts and full tanks, and we're really just able to enjoy the time that we're spending together. Mm. Ah, my heart is full. That's so yummy. That's just so freaking yummy. <laughs> because I think a lot of people have a lot of pain and wounding around relationships. A lot of people have given up and or have settled. That breaks my heart. And so, Mark, for you, A, to be the demonstration of what is possible in a man and then to show us a demonstration of what's possible in a relationship, and then the path, like the way is, we call it the unfolding journey, but it really is be true to your heart, go to your center, just, just follow life's path. So, oh, that was so good. Is there anything else you want to say before we wrap up? I would say, um, just don't stop believing. You know, if you believe in love, then, you know, just know that you are worthy, you are desirable, and the more that you honor yourself and love yourself and cherish yourself, the more you're going to raise your vibration and then attract the man that's capable of reciprocating that. Mic drop right there, right there is a mic drop moment. So, oh, you know, this is funny because I, um, a lot of people apply to be a guest on my podcast and some get rejected and I always follow my guidance. And I don't think Mark and I have talked for like 10 years, seriously, because we're Facebook friends. We were colleagues in the past. And my, my intuition was like, Mark needs to be in your podcast. And I didn't even really know what he was doing. Right. But I'm like, you got to reach out to Mark. He's got to be in your podcast. And now I know why, because this is, this is an exquisite demonstration of what's possible when you do your work. And so I just, oh, so grateful for you today. And I'm sure the listeners, particularly the women going, holy shit, I need my relationship. <laughs> um, so where, where, where can people find you? And if, if you have anything to offer, please share all that now. Absolutely. Uh, my website is www.rekindleintimacy.com. I talk there about the energy work I do, the coaching and uh, upcoming retreats. And 
I would invite anybody to take advantage of a complimentary 20-minute discovery session with me to see how we can support them in shifting anything that might be holding them back and opening up to the, the love and the life they desire. Mm, beautiful. Rekindleintimacy.com, and that will be in the show notes on the page you're watching it as well. All right. Well, this has been super yummy for me. So thanks for showing up and just thanks for the journey. It's it's there's something so magical about seeing people that have been on the journey, right? That's why I bring people to you because see, when you stay on the journey, look what you get. So thanks again, Mark and peace and blessings. Thanks you all for watching or listening. Bye now. Hey, this is Teresa and I'm so excited that you were with us today for another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. You know, if you are inspired to get to that brilliant place, if you heard some wisdom today that made you think, yeah, I need some help in that area, I would encourage you to have a conversation with me. Super simple. You just go to treeskelly.com forward slash let's connect. It's a no charge, no pressure conversation. And if I can support you, to clear the blocks, to really step into that brilliance. Oh my gosh, it would be a delight. And I'll be honest with you, we'll just have a great conversation and see where we can take it. Peace and blessings. Bye.